the game right now is at the plate. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. Maggie down the middle, just what I thought. A hook shot at 12. Good. And now, the starting lineup for your Source Podcast. <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Question is, who's MJ? There it is. <laughs> all right. That's going to be a big topic today. We're, who's who's the greatest of all time? Uh, MJ. Uh, there's a bunch of people in that mix. But let's uh, let's go through roll call. Pastor Juan, how you doing, brother? Good, man. Blessed and encouraged to be here with you guys. You know, uh, appreciate you guys. Yeah, appreciate appreciate you guys holding it down last weekend. Uh, I heard the podcast, and it's exciting, man. A lot of, a lot of good stuff. Well, we missed you, that's for sure. Um, can't wait to get you back in the studio uh, so we can uh, rock and roll in person. Uh, but in studio, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to stop calling you a, a pinch hitter because I think it's official now that <laughs> <laughs> that you're on the crew. Uh, big Josh Trujillo, our producer, and now our, 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 our full-time <laughs> guest spot. Guest spot, there it is. Thanks for having me back. How you doing, brother? Doing good. Doing good. All Having right. fun with this uh, Chicago Bulls music here. Yes. Yes. So uh, so no sports anywhere, right? Uh, I, I go on ESPN, and I, I think I saw uh, Cornhole Championships. I'm like, oh, man, is this, <laughs> is this what, what, what we've uh, come uh, come up with? Uh, but, uh, but I did get a chance to catch... Uh, most of the documentary of uh, documenting Michael Jordan's uh, uh, career, and I think they called it the Last Dance. Did you guys get a chance to to peep to check that out? I haven't, not yet. I, I'm I looking I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'll I'll just come out the gate and just say, listen, uh, I I I, I like I like Michael Jordan, but uh, you know I'm just not not a huge i'm not i'm not one to say that he's the goat mm. i mean he's definitely top five he's definitely top five in, in you know blasphemy in in, in basketball players <laughs> top, but top five you can I, five, you dude. can get away with top two top five <laughs> i will not allow that <laughs> hey i got kareem abdul jabbar up there i got Ma- magic johnson you know kobe bryant i got some lakers up homer there, you know Homer, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, I, I mean, here's my thing with Michael Jordan, bro. Um, I grew up not really watching him, you know, uh, I, and I get I've seen all of his stats and all that stuff. And I've seen him play and I saw a couple of his dunk uh, contests and, you know, seen all the accolades and all that stuff. But, man, I, you know, I don't know. You know, I, Air Jordan I mean, I never owned a, a pair of Jordans. Number one. Whoa! And well, I, I never I think that's I, why. Yeah, I think that's and, why. There's a little <laughs> bit of bitterness there. <laughs> and I never, and I never wanted to be like Mike, so I never fell into that. To me, it's it's just you know Kobe Bryant, brother. I grew up through and through a uh, Laker, and he never left the game. Twenty years of playing in the NBA, and you know, again, he didn't retire same team and now now guys like Kevin Durant you know even LeBron James we can talk about him you know he'll surpass you know for sure you know Kobe on all time you know uh, scoring points and all that 
but he's done it with what three teams, you know, four teams coming up, you know, um, whatever that is. And I don't know, you know, so, to me, so I you didn't, you didn't, you didn't watch MJ. You didn't watch uh, his airness. Yeah. I watched a couple of his games, but I was never because we're all never, we're all we all were in that age, I think, where we were actually yeah. able to see him, like actually yeah. watch him play. Yeah, and I saw you know the Kobe and Matt, you know, I'm um, sorry, the Kobe Jordan game, you know, games when they battled against each other and stuff. And well, I, but, well, Jordan was old at that. Jordan was, and Kobe was coming up. And by the way, by the way, Juan, uh, I'm 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 not knocking your. I mean, Kobe's right up there. I mean, I, you you talk about just an animal. I, I I mean, we all grew up watching Kobe and just his fierceness and and grit and and he won you know three championships with Big Shaq. It, but correct me if I'm wrong. When they were doing their thing, Shaq and Kobe, it was Shaq's team. It wasn't Kobe's team. What do you guys think? Did they come? Did Shaq come? Mm-hmm. Shaq came in ninety. Shaq came first. Shaq, Shaq came first. Yeah, ni- yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninety six, and then they. And then dra- Kobe was right after that. Yeah, right? they drafted or the same Kobe. year. I don't know. Ninety seven. Yeah, yeah. No, I. Yeah, ninety seven, ninety eight. Yeah, yeah. No, I think. I think ninety six. Oh no! You know what? It was ninety six. Yeah. They can't. They so ninety six so- was a. Like, I remember year. I was in junior high. I think or no, I might. have, Yeah. Or even elementary school. Shoot, no, I was in elementary school, and and I remember Tupac dying. So nineteen ninety six, yeah, right. The year that I always like lock in my head. Like right. I think Kobe and I think Tupac. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, Kobe did yep. come up in yep. 90s, and that was the first year that that Shaq came because I remember they traded Vlade Divac to Orlando to get the rights. Orlando. No, 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 no. To get the rights to Charlotte to get the rights. Mm. To draft to Kobe. Kobe Bryant, yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, so anyhow, yeah, maybe maybe they did co- come up the, the same, same year, but Shaq was just a dominating, yeah, animal man child, right? That he you was know, lean. And- he, yeah, he was the MVP. He was the MVP, and and Kobe was the Robin. You know, and for for those three championships, I think it's pretty safe to to say. I don't know that you, you can argue it. Yeah. So so, but Mike's. Came in in eighty four. I mean, he, that's a whole nother era. That, oh, for sure. Of the eighties, and then they didn't start winning championships till the nineties. So you know, he was 90s. playing for a good while before he started to win. Eighties basketball was gangster, Ooh. though. Yeah, yeah they would <laughs> they would clothesline each other. I mean, you know, <laughs> the Knicks, yeah. the, the the Boston, you the know, Celtics, yeah. yeah. Regular fl- fouls were like flagrant twos. Show me the <laughs> blood. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, Absolutely. Uh, but my point in all that is Jordan, and and again, I think we're all in our, uh, you know. Uh, early forties. I know. Uh, uh, I I know my man Josh is a little bit younger. Uh, but so you're right, uh, Juan. I, I I wasn't watching in the in the in the mid eighties. I think I I think I started watching basketball in like ninety one when when uh, I think that was the year that that Magic had came back. Mm. Uh, and maybe they were playing against against Jordan in the finals. I, I remember I remember watching those games when I was a kid, 
Right. Like, Maybe 92. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like the Suns were always in the playoffs. It was always Chicago and, and, and Phoenix Suns. Utah Jazz. And Utah like, Jazz. Yeah. Carl Malone and the Mailman. Well, in, the, in the 80s, you guys can't forget also the New York Knicks and the, the Pistons, bro. Detroit. Yeah. The Bad Boys. Well, yeah, man. Dennis Rodman's they, they first were, team. Yeah, yeah, Dennis Rodman. Dennis, Dennis Rodman, I feel, is one of the most underrated players yeah. of all time. Yeah, for he, sure. I, I mean, he was grabbing twenty boards, playing some crazy defense. defense. He didn't score yeah. much, but no, but, he didn't have to. He didn't, yeah. and they didn't need him to. But yeah, back, exactly. <laughs> back to the back to the 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 documentary documentary. Um, I actually haven't seen it. <laughs> Before you guys came, I was on the phone with DirecTV because I was about to cancel. I'm canceling DirecTV. I have the basic package. Yeah. And the basic package doesn't even have ESPN anymore. No. It's terrible. That's crazy. The thing is, we don't even watch TV. We do not. Like, I literally have DirecTV for no reason other than to turn on the turn on the TV to control it with my Apple TV. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like there's no reason. So It's on Netflix. It's all Prime. All it's we on- watch is YouTube. I would say 80% of the time, Netflix 10% and, you know, something else, uh, the other 10%. So I, I'm with you, brother. I was I was getting ready to cut my uh, Time Warner, too. Yeah, I'm actually cutting it, and I'm going to YouTube TV. So YouTube TV is 50 bucks a month, and it has ESPN, which is really all I want, yeah. plus 70, you know, channels. So... Um. Yeah. I mean, I was like, you know, we're in the in the in the uh, shutdown here, so I'm like, well, where can I save some money? I'm like, oh, obviously, yeah. Direct TV is hundred bucks a month for no reason, dude. I'm paying like two hundred forty dollars. You probably have a bundle. Craziness. Yeah. I have a bundle, right? Yeah. 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 That includes the internet and HBO and all that stuff. Yeah. But we didn't even watch that stuff. All our movies are on are on you Netflix. know on Netflix and Prime. Right. Yeah. So I am. I just started watching episode one of The Last Dance, like literally before you got, before you came in. <laughs> so I watched like the first twenty minutes of episode one. I've been hearing all of my friends; they're always posting about it on Sunday nights when it airs, and I always feel like a a dummy for not, you know, I'm like oh, like the guy that can't even watch it. So I'm gonna watch it, and um, you know, we'll maybe we'll continue this they, conversation. They, but they 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 aired the last one uh, on on Sunday. Sunday. So, so my understanding is it's the final three-peat that they're really highlighting, the 96-97 season. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. And uh, and what they talked about in the last one was how they had won. So, so for, uh, for our younger audience, and uh, I'm going to include uh, Pastor Juan in that because he, he doesn't know too much about <laughs> Jordan, apparently. <laughs> so... So, oh, it was the 97-98 season. So and it's already have almost 24 million households outside of the U.S. have checked out The Last Dance in the wow. last four weeks. So Jordan, right, came up and he was the most awesome player ever, you know, scoring <laughs> 35, you know, 36, 37 points a game. I mean, just dominating uh where there was a ton of stars at the time right that you had you had magic you had bird you know you had all these big time players i remember that dream team was was out of control uh but um jordan didn't actually win till i think it was it was the 91 uh season against the lakers uh and then they went on a on a three-peat right they 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 won three championships in a row, uh-huh. 
And by that time, everybody knew that, man, Jordan's the greatest, right? This guy is is so awesome. Uh, and he was, without a doubt, the leader of that team. I mean, he had Pippen. Pippen was awesome in his own right. But it was Jordan's team. Um, and then... Uh, his after that that first three pit uh, three pit uh, three pit <laughs> three pit <laughs> three pit yeah his unfortunately his father passed away right uh, and there's some rumors that uh, that he do with gambling that he was heavily involved in gambling that there was going to be a suspension in the league and and all this stuff um, but at the end of the day his his reasoning for quitting basketball was his father always loved baseball and it was going to be a tribute to his dad and to himself to prove that not only is he the greatest basketball player in the planet, but he can do the same thing in baseball. So he went out, the White Sox uh, uh, minor league organization picked him up, up and he failed miserably. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> did. <laughs> That's because baseball is the hardest. Somebody told me, I think it was some type of coach said that bat, the game of baseball is the hardest game to play. Like yeah. how hard it is to hit a 90 mile an hour fastball is beyond hard. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why these cats only need to hit three out of ten times they get up there and they're making hundred millions, hundreds three, of millions of dollars. Three three out of ten, meaning you fail seven times, <laughs> means you're doing great. Not only that yeah. though, not only that. Um you could hit the ball on the nose a, a line drive a rocket and hit it right at somebody yeah. and they catch it. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And, and you could hit one to the fence and to you know on the to, warning track. Yeah, to the warning. <laughs> And, and you don't know what's coming. That's the even crazier part. It could be a, hitting a, a 95 mile per hour fastball is hard enough, but knowing if it, if a curveball is coming, if a changeup, if a slider, you know, all, mm -hmm. unless you're playing for the Houston Astros and you know what's <laughs> oh, coming. <hey. laughs> and, and I was just gonna say that too is that 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 at that level, I mean, it's just amazing. <laughs> it's amazing the strategy the strategy yeah, also of yeah. the, the bullpen the pitchers who you're playing against or pitching against uh yeah. how they're lined up right you know uh different scenarios i mean it's it's amazing yeah. man so back to jordan so 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 he finally comes to his senses goes back and says all right i'm a basketball player i'm back right but this is kind of towards the Towards the the, he, the twilight what, of his yeah. career now, and he you was know? wearing number forty five. No, 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 mm -hmm. no. He, he's he came he, back to twenty three. He came back to twenty three. Forty five was with the uh, the Wizards. No, he wore forty five in no, Chicago. No, no, no. He wore forty five with Chicago. Okay, the first okay. year he came back. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right, yeah. all right, all right. Forty five, forty five. And and he starts doing his thing, and all of a sudden, they they're back in the championship, right? So it's like he walked away for two years, a year and a half, and he didn't miss a beat. He still, he wasn't the savage that 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 he was in in the first part of his career, but he was a little bit more craftier now, right? He had a he had a bit of a jumper now. He wasn't always attacking the rim now, right? So he had a little bit of a post up game. So he he switched it up a little bit, uh, but he was he was still leading his team to the championship. So they win the championship again, right? So now it's his fourth ring. 
Then they win the championship again. And some people say that that's the greatest team of all time. They won north of 72 games, I think it was. Uh, or, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and that's the team that had Rodman and Pippen and, you know, uh, I think. Cool coach. Cool coach. Oh, yeah. Cool coach. Ron Harper. Uh, yeah. Harper was old already, though. His knees were gone already. But cool coach was a beast. Cool coach could have been Baller. the. Yeah, he could have been the star player on any team. He's in the. I think he was like a Dirk Nowinski back then. What do you think? Maybe not quite not, as not good as, as Dirk. As, yeah, as good as Dirk. Dirk. Yeah, Dirk's the like same kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so all right, so 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 that team wins, and then and then they win it again and dominate everybody again. I think I think the last two times was was against the the Utah Jazz. Uh and and then they finally win that sixth ring, right? And by this time, like Jordan's old already, right? He's his his knees are, are are not what they were. Pippen wants a big contract. He wants out. You know the legendary uh, uh, coach Phil Jackson. He's bumping heads with with the general manager and with the owner. Yeah. So 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 that's really what the what the show's about. Is yeah. Episode one dives right into their 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 issues with the GM. Yeah. From the very beginning, like, like they were having problems. Even even while they're winning, <laughs> you know, even at the press conference of their championship, uh, they're having to deal with these questions of you know what's going to happen next year and is phil gonna go or you know are they gonna let scotty go and all this stuff i don't understand that yeah how does that happen? a lot of ego it's a lot of egos that's why you they, got a lot of leaders you got a lot of super talented it's what happened with the la lakers you know with shaq you were brought that up earlier with shaq and kobe is that everybody wants to be the man you know and so with that said, everybody wants to have the last word and, and lead. And you, how, what do you do when you have three, four, five leaders that are just bumping head and want to take the team in a different direction? Hmm. And, but, but I think to Jordan's greatness, right, he kept that thing going where they were able to win six championships, which is – um, you know, besides the the run that the ball t- that the Boston Celtics had, uh, you know, nobody's really came close to that. I mean, yeah. I mean, Kobe had had five rings, but it was it was two different two different eras, two different teams, right? It was Shaq's team, the first. And that's t- what makes them great. That's what makes them great. Yeah, and then it was Kobe's <laughs> team. Yeah, no, 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 and then and then hands down, it was Kobe's team when. Yeah. Uh, when he had Powell, and, uh, you know, Smush Parker, remember? <laughs> Smush. <laughs> Who? <Yeah. laughs> Andrew Bynum. Yeah, yeah, Bynum. Bynum could have been so good. What happened to that guy? Yes. His knees. You know, lazy, bro. Bad. Lazy, lazy. Once he got paid. Once he got paid, it was like, oh, yep. all right. Do you guys know who the two players were picked before Jordan? Um, not the, the one of them is really good. I think it was Hakeem Olajuwon. Hakeem, and then the other guy was not that good. Yeah, I don't even know who the second guy was. I just know Hakeem was picked one. Yeah, I don't know who number two was. It was another big that was not that good. Maybe our producer can 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 pull that up real quick. <laughs> uh, so so anyways, they blow up the team because right the general manager says. All right, we got all these superstars. Everybody wants to get paid, and we can't afford to pay everybody. 
Uh, Sam Bowie. Sam Bowie. Sam Bowie. Exactly. Who? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Eighty-four NBA draft. He played for a while, but he was always just like mediocre at best. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sam Bowie. Oh man, Sam Bowie. Uh, who was the team that, that drafted him? That's a great question. Anyhow, uh, so so they blow up the team, right? And then the Trailblazers. Ah, the Trailblazers. Oh, they could have been so good. Clyde the Glide Drexler and Jordan together. Wow. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, but that's probably why they didn't draft Jordan because uh, same same type of wing player. Uh, okay. So so they're blowing up this team. And Jordan went on record, and he said, "I I've never talked to to Jerry Krause, right, the the general manager, um, yeah. but he said it that he still doesn't know why they couldn't come back. So Jordan wanted it. Jordan wanted it. Wanted to come back for number seven, bring the crew back together. I think Pippen was the only one that was, you know, I need to get paid and yeah. I need to start my own thing. I think he went to Portland, didn't he?" Yeah, he got paid. Yeah. He got paid. He didn't do much without Jordan, though. That's right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. So, so, so that's that. That's the whole. In a nutshell, that's the that, that that that's the. So is he, is he your number? Is he number your number one, Clemente? I think we said that before. By far. By I mean, I love Kobe. I absolutely love when, Kobe. I think it was last week. We just very quickly mentioned this, or maybe two weeks ago. Yeah. And I had Kobe one. Uh, Kobe one, Jordan two, LeBron three, and then you said no, it's Michael, Kobe, LeBron, and I was I thought about it and I was like, you know, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean it's it's not like it's you know, LeBron is so good though. You put, I mean, imagine putting LeBron in in that '80s Lakers team. Imagine putting LeBron with Shaq. Oh, you know, yeah. imagine. Good. Forget I, about it. Ten rings. LeBron is just he can pass. <laughs> LeBron, Shaq, and Kobe. Yeah, I mean, even just even just LeBron and 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 Shaq. And Shaq. You know, I mean, you saw a little bit of that this this season. Unfortunately, we got cut off, but you saw a little bit of 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 the magic that they had going on with Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Anthony Absolutely. Davis and LeBron. I mean. I don't know. I'm torn though because I remember watching Kobe and just hitting those last second shots and just willing his teams to victory. I I I put Kobe above LeBron for sure. Yeah, me too. Five five rings. You know, and it's literally like so close at number one for me. But I gotta go MJ, dude. I mean, now that you know we're talking about it, like I remember being a little kid. Watching those MJ plays, like wow, like that's Jordan, that's Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? It was just like, but and then and then for me as a kid growing up, I remember in sixth grade, like my favorite player was uh, was Anthony Hardaway, <laughs> Penny, yeah, Penny. yeah, Penny Hardaway. Penny Hardaway. Yeah. I, I rocked his shoes. I, I bought his. Fo- remember the foam posit shoes yeah, that he that he yeah. had? Yeah, they weren't yeah, even I, called I foam posits back those. then. Yeah, I had those yeah. too. The pennies. He had some Absolutely. dope commercials. Yeah, with, the, with Little with, Penny. Yeah, the Little Puppet. Yes. It was voiced by Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. <laughs> Loved it. 
Yeah, Penny. So let me ask you guys this. Who do you think would win the championship if we didn't have this COVID-19 crisis? Who would have won it? Oh, Lakers, Lakers. are smashing. Yeah. Although the Milwaukee Bucks are hard to I think but, they're going to we handled them. We handled them really well in the regular season though. I think it was close. I didn't really watch it. Yeah. I didn't really watch any games this year. But yeah. Milwaukee Bucks they got Giannis Antetokounmpo which is like uh-huh. he's like the new I don't know who 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 plays like that guy. Um I don't know. He's just so good. He's he's kind of like a Kevin Durant maybe without the without the three-point shot from um, Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's yeah. like for sure top 3 players uh in the league right now and they they have a bunch of players. They're they're deeper than the Lakers. For sure they're deeper than the Lakers. Did you say that there we're still going to have a NBA season? I think so. I think so. Oh, yeah. breaking news. Yesterday we just heard Major League Baseball is going to come back July 4th. For real? Yes. I didn't see that. Breaking news. Well, you don't got ESPN. <laughs> That's why you didn't see it. <laughs> Dang. Well, not. I'm getting. I signed up for YouTube TV, so I'm gonna watch ESPN now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what about you, Juan? What? Who's? Who's? Uh, who's your pick right now? Uh, for what? Greatest of all time. Kobe. Oh, you talking about basketball? Yeah. 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 yeah it was Kobe Bryant, brother. Kobe Bryant. Why? Oh, man. Again, loyalty. Um, I think all of L.A. and even the world, a lot of people, I mean, you mentioned Lakers. And, you know, uh, the top top up there, again, with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, with Magic Johnson, I mean, you're, you're going to have Kobe Bryant. You know, um, just, just the way he, the tenacity, like you said, the grit. Uh, his work ethic. I mean, it just represents LA and it represents every hustler out there that puts in the work day in and day out. Um, and I think Kobe represents more than he represents more than just himself. Um, he wasn't going out for being a logo or being, you know, the, the, uh, the guy, even though he, he, he is and was, and he became that. And I think everyone can relate to Kobe Bryant more than, you know, and again, I, the ring is in my head if I could be like Mike, but he didn't have to. Kobe Bryant did not need a commercial to say, hey, if I could be like Kobe, everybody wants to be like Kobe. Everybody wanted to be like Kobe. That, that what he represented. Well, Kobe's um, and then, idol was Mike. Yeah. yeah. And, and not only what he represented on court, but off the court, um, you know, it's just amazing. And he was a family man and. You know, everybody knew, you know, hashtag, if you, if you, if you look up hashtag girl dad, I mean, Kobe Bryant comes up. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it just family again, on and off the court, uh, just the student of the game. Um, you know, I mean, he picked obviously Michael Jordan's brain and, and, you know, tribute to all these guys. But I mean, I don't know, to me it's just all around a, a human being and, and being a legend on and off the court. You know, it's just Kobe Bryant. All right. I respect that. That's, respect. Respect. Yep. Yep. All the way. I know. Hard to argue with that. So. All right. And uh, who, who who rounds out your your top five? Uh, so you got Kobe. You got definitely Kareem Abdul. You got Michael Jordan's there. Uh, Magic Johnson. And um, who would I go with five? 
I'd throw LeBron up there. LeBron would be there too. That's a solid five. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I could yeah. do any better than that five. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. solid for sure. I love Magic. Mag- Magic. I-, I didn't get to watch too much of the Showtime, but some of the highlights that I see of the no look passes and just making everybody. Yeah. He he was more of a selfless player than uh, than than anybody uh, anybody else that I've seen personally. You know, he was more. You know, let me make you look good, and right. it, and in tune that made him look good. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. 100%, man. All right. So, uh, good talk. Last dance. Yeah, I love that. I want to finish that. Dude, we get talking I'll, on I'll, sports. I'll I get, see you all watching. I get, I get pumped up talking about sports. Uh, all right. So, opening up the uh, – uh, switching up a bit, but we're, we're seeing a lot of businesses start to open up. A lot of people want to uh, get out of their house and – and and get back to it um i know that california and la are gonna hold the restriction a bit longer than other cities and states how do you guys feel about that it's the new target date july 4th la county it's a target date right it's not like official though yeah i mean last time yeah go ahead bro go ahead no i mean i've been I think right before they came out with that target date of July 4th, it was like a, a no end date, you know, like, yeah, like a few days before that. So I don't know. Like, how do you go from no end to having a date? I don't know, man. You know, it's just like day by day, week by week, you know, people are, people are just getting tired of it, you know, but I don't know. I don't know. There, there's, I haven't, re- I mean, I still see like Starbucks is still like half open. You can only like order in advance, pick up really quick. Mm-hmm. Same thing with restaurants. Um, I haven't, I think in certain counties, they're starting to open up restaurants. I don't know if that's true. I saw something on uh, Facebook yeah. about that. Yeah. So 40 out of 58, 40 out of 58 counties, bro. They're, uh, I've gotten approval to reopen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. You know, what do you think? Statewide. Man, I, I tell you what, man, it's, uh, you know, I get, again, you have people that obviously, you know, are like, like you said, you know, mentally they're fatigued. You're just like, mm-hmm. Hey man, it's time, it's time to move forward. But again, you know, when we start thinking again, what, what our foundation is and what this podcast is all about, you know, which is the source, you know, God and, our families got in our businesses, got in, you know, our jobs, got in ministry, you know, uh, we got to think about our neighbors as well. It's mm-hmm. not just ourselves. And so that's the the sacrifice of saying, okay, I know how I feel. I know, I know what I want, you know, personally, and that may be, let's open and let's get this in high gear and, and going. For example, you know, uh, the church is something that has not been mentioned. And that's some of the things there's 8,000 plus churches in California alone that are sitting and waiting for either a green light, yellow light, or red light. I think above all is at least a, a phase, you know, give us a phase of one, two, three, four, like what to do next. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's where the frustration falls in with all of us is that, you know, governing officials are all, you know, saying one thing and others are saying other things. And that's where the confusion comes in. But yet the church has not been mentioned like, hey, here's a phase 
for you guys to open and open up and look at this and let's get going. And I was on Instagram a couple of days ago and a prominent pastor, and I'm not, I'm going to leave his name out. Does and really doesn't matter was on Instagram and he went live on the, on the, on the Instagram stories and he took a poll of just of his church and obviously different people were jumping on, but I'm talking about guys, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people jumped on to listen in and say, Hey, what do you think? Should the church open up? Yes or no. And they, they began to vote and unanimously got up to four to one, five to one, six to one, meaning six yeses and one no. And, and he, they tallied up to open up. Yeah. They were in agreement to say, let's open up the church, the church period, like capital C church, not just their personal church, but the church in general. Yeah. And here's, what's crazy. You guys ready? Six yeses to one. No. And they looked at who was saying no, the past they wanted to, they wanted to capture. Yeah. They wanted to capture this information. And it was people that were in the medical field that were saying no, of course, in other words, nurses, doctors, Anybody that's in the medical field were the ones that were saying, no, do not open up yet. It's too soon. While everybody else that is not in the trenches and not living in their day-to-day lives of seeing people that are still intubated, people that are, you know, ventilators, uh, people that are, that are dealing with close people, family members and friends that are dying, you know, we're all ready to rock and roll. And so uh, I just wanted to throw that out there and say that, you know, our church, you know, personally ourselves, you know, we, we're going to wait, you know, uh, we're, we're not going to open up, you know, we're, and then once they begin to say, Hey, listen, go ahead and open up, we'll have phases, you know, uh, for example, the first phase will be, Hey, you know, let's, let's do this, uh, at home. Like we're doing currently right now. The next phase would be, Hey, let's, let's do small groups. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and keep distance. And then eventually, you know, eventually it would be like, Hey, let's bring people back. Um, I always say this, as as a as a pastor of uh, we're a small church we're not big but it doesn't matter the size i would hate for one family to get infected right. by somebody that comes in that's asymptomatic and then god forbid that person ends up you know dying i mean man how could i sleep at night or how could i you right. know live with myself putting people in danger you know just because there's this sense of urgency where the people are pushing and there's a lot of people, pastors, I'm going to say this, that are people pleasers. And so God forbid, because of this anxiety or, or people emailing them and saying, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's open up, that they get influenced to open up too soon and then people get hurt. I mean, that's my two cents on it. Yeah. I also often think about the pastors who have financial obligations yep. and big budgets Absolutely. and huge buildings yeah. like, man, uh, you know, they need some income to come in to sustain those works. So yeah, I yep. wonder how much of it is, is, um, you know, financial, right. Right. Financial interests as well. And yeah. so, and that's a great point you bring up, you know, Josh. Now I, I think using wisdom and I think the first thing would be a hey, part of the phase process of opening up phase one would be, Hey, you know, let's say 20% of our staff, let's say there's 15, 20 people on staff. You know, starting from the very top, the lead pastor would say, hey, I'm taking a 15, 20 percent cut from my paycheck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, we don't make much, but still, you know, leading by example and saying, hey, in order for us to keep the doors open and continue to, you know, do our online services and continue to spread the gospel, you know, or, or our mission work, you know, uh, globally or locally, it would be great to see that they go, hey, let's cut back, 
you know, personally on financially what we need to do first. Yeah. And if a percentage of, you know, people that are on staff, instead of trying to lay off people, let's start that process first. Right. And instead of, you know, continuing to keep the doors, let's say the buildings empty, uh, you know, try to support financially areas where you can cut back. Yeah. And I think too, in general, um, across the board, financial support for churches have, has gone down with all of this. Yeah. You know, that's another poll that recently was taken and you'd be amazed, bro. Actually, it's quite the opposite. Oh, really? Um, yeah, quite the opposite. Now, I, I'm not going to say that all churches know across the board. No, but the, the stats show that 60 plus percent of churches either remain the same financially. That means that people that, that congregated went to their churches, continue to support at the same level or actually saw an increase because. We've reached more people outside of the four walls yeah. online than, wow. than, than, than if this would have never happened. And so whether people are giving, you know, $5, $10, 20 100 whatever, it adds up. And so now, unfortunately, some churches that were not, didn't have, uh, let's say this, didn't have the, uh, the legway or weren't already on online, they did have to close their doors. Mm. Or they had to rush and, and say, adapt. hey, listen, we got to do, yeah. yeah, adapt and pivot and say, hey, listen, let's do something online because if not, I mean, no one's coming, you know, into our doors or we're not permitted. So we still need to continue to spread the gospel. And so we've seen, you know, from my lens, you know, being in the church world, that those churches that had already infrastructure that were already had accepted that, hey, this is going to be the future. We're going to continue to be online and for future generations, this is the way they're going to do church. And not everyone is going to you know, show up physically. You guys want a crazy stat? Yeah. People that consider themselves Christians, the statistic is that they would only show up one and a half weekends. Listen to this. One and a half weekends physically into a church to sit down at a physical location and enjoy church service. One and a half times, guys. What's the half? <laughs> Oh, you know, again, that's an average. That, that, yeah, that's an yeah. average. One, one and a half and, a year? No, oh, per month. Per month. Oh, per month. Okay. So that. So here's so the crazy half part. means you show up late, Clement. The, show up yeah, right. right? <laughs> and, and so here's the crazy part: is that I don't. Uh, what What's interesting, and I'm not going to say I don't understand, but if why is there such a an urgency to go back to a physical location if the average person, average family is just showing up, showing up to a physical location one and a half times per month. Mm. When, when you can, when you can watch online, the majority, and here's the thing, I think it has to do with as human nature, who we are is that we like to have the options here in the Western world. We like options. And this is part of our society and our culture now is that we have so many options online that, that somebody in California, let's say here in Palmdale, could say, oh, yeah, I belong to the well, right, to my mm -hmm. church. And, and, and Pastor Juan's my, one, of, one of my pastors. But yeah. I watch this prominent lead pastor who's in North Carolina or this person that's in Florida or in Texas. Yeah. And the other weekends, they go to church, but they don't go to the physical church that they call themselves a part of. But yet they're, they're, they're basically they have two or three or four different pastors that they feel like they're a part of the church does that make sense yeah complete sense complete sense and, 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 and that's the future and, and just from a from a from a personal uh take on that is i i 
personally feel that I don't have to go to a physical building in a church. I can worship from home. I can be the shepherd to my kids and, you know, and we can, we can throw on our, you know, uh, a number of different services and, and, and sermons, uh, online and watch it. The reason why I choose to go to a physical building is not so much for the, the message or the inspiration that, that I'm going to hear, uh, uh, being part of that. It's more for the fellowship and being around yes. other, uh, uh, other Christians and, and just, you know, he, being there for each other and, and going through our ups and downs and sharing, um, you know, having best practices and, you know, what's working for you with, with your kids and what's not working, Right. So so that's the appeal personally uh, in going to a brick and mortar and being able to, you know, to touch and feel and and, and be around my my brothers and sisters. Um, so I think a lot of us are still going to yearn for that. Um, but speaking to uh, the leadership in, in in the church that that uh, that that I belong to is you're absolutely right uh pastor juan um the church is thriving the church is considering making uh the uh the online service the 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 go-to the norm and only congregating in person you know maybe on a monthly or on a quarterly basis you know for 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 special celebrations um so so I was kind of taken yeah. back by that. I, you know, I wasn't I wasn't really prepared to uh, to to hear that. Um, but it yeah. make it makes sense. I mean, you know, most people rather be at home in bed, you know, or you know, you know, wearing your flip flops and yeah, you know, and and and, lis- yeah. and listening to to God's word that way. Uh, you know, so I'm, I, I'm yeah, torn. It, I'm torn. I'm, I'm a bit old school. You know, I, I think, uh, yeah. if, if, if the, if it's there, I, I, I'm going to go, you know, if, if it's safe, you know, then, you know, my family and I will be there. And, and here's the beautiful part about what you just said, Clemente, is that, you know, again, it goes back to options and, and I'm a firm believer that, that we need to continue to stay online. And so, you know, Hebrews 10 tells us that we shouldn't, you know, give up meeting together, right? As some are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another. And all the more, as you see the day approaching, what, what day is that? Well, when Jesus Christ returns. Now, the beautiful thing about this is that the foyer, if you will, the, 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 uh, the entrance of the church is no longer in the parking lot or is no longer, you know, in the foyer. The foyer has moved to online. And so churches, churches that understand this, you know, lead pastors and elders that understand that whether we like it or not online, you know, or or technology is going to continue to be here with us. And so it's either embrace it or you you just say, hey, that's not what we're going to do. That's not, you know, and again, there's there's different sides on the fence on this. But again, you nailed it is that what we're seeing is that for those of us that have adapted and pivoted and said, listen, Let's move the foyer to people. I can't tell you how many people guys are have joined us. I mean, we got people from listen, we're in we're in Palmdale, California. Okay, which is about what, 25, actually 30, 30 40 miles north of Los uh, Los Angeles, mm-hmm. uh the the hub. And we got people from Chicago, 
people from Texas. Right. We got people from New Mexico. We got people from everywhere tuning in to our little church <clears throat> in the Antelope Valley. And so if we would have never said, hey, we would have said, forget this. Let's just shut it down. And here's the other bad part is that you hear some people say, oh, the church is closed. The church is not closed. Yeah, yeah. The church, the church is not a physical location. The church is the people, you know, or, or you know, when are you guys going to reopen church? Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. What you mean is when are you going to reopen the physical building? Yeah. Not pe- the church. Pe- yeah. People are taking it as, like, oh, my God, we're being persecuted. And the church is like being shut down. Like, no, Yeah, wrong, no wrong, way. Wrong, that, brother. That, and again, those are people that don't don't read the Bible, bro. Right. And I'm going to say it straight up. Because, you know, if we look at the book of Acts in, in, in the first century church, guys, house to house, the church blew up because they were being persecuted. One of right. the main guys were, that wrote 13 letters that wrote se- almost 70 percent of the New Testament. His name is Saul. He's the one that was leading the charge in, in trying to kill Christians and persecute them. This guy traveled 100 plus miles everywhere in which way direction to try to bring converts brand new jews that were converted into christianity into the gospel of jesus and and, and the first guy that we see that gets martyred is by the direction of this guy named saul his name was stephen Mm -hmm. the guy that he kills and so the church blew up when it was so our persecution today if you want to call it that you know is is (laughs) covid19 you're right it's not not even close you're right bro not even close but people are dying that are believing that that are you know believers and and but the church is growing, and so this is actually a blessing in itself. Why? Because we believe as as believers in Christ that God is sovereign; He's in control, and that He's allowed this to happen, but with a purpose. And that purpose is to reach people again that are far from Him, that are broken, that are hopeless, that that are marginalized. And, and, and guess what? They're coming to Jesus. And so, do we go back to what we're used to? Yeah. You know, there's this. Let me give you another word. Um, it's the physical along with the digital, right? So it's called fidgetal. That's a new word, (laughs) fidgetal. And so from here on forward, it's going to be both. It's not and, or, you know, or, or it's both and, or like, you're going to keep your, like Lamenta said, is pastors thinking proper, man. That's the way to think. It's like saying, Hey, listen, maybe we don't need a massive building like we're used to. Or, or the aspiration of new pastors, like I'm a church planter, right? Is one day we're going to have a massive building where 3,000, 5,000, 10,000, or 1,000, or 500 people meet. Well, we already have that, and we're doing that online. Why do I need all the bills and, and accrue all that you know, maintenance when we don't need to do that? We can literally just have a physical location that seats maybe 100 people if they want to show up, but everyone else, 1,000 or more people can watch online. Yeah. I have a couple of things to say real quick uh, to that. Um, a friend of mine posted this the other day. I thought it was, it was beautiful. He said, Christian worship has not been banned. Preaching the gospel has not been outlawed. Eucharist has not been prohibited. Christians and Christian faith are not being persecuted. That's just not happening. Adhering Amen. adhering to public health recommendation shows that we care about our neighbor's safety than our own comfort and convenience. It's a <laughs> sacrificial act of love, which is our calling and way of being as Jesus' disciples. Um, Preach it. Yeah. That so is beautiful. Amen. It's, it's uh, you know, it's not, I think people are, are just, they just get confused. They get mixed up and they, you know, they, they hear all these things and they buy into these things that just aren't there. Um, my dad was telling me about this church or this organization that uses this model, um, guys, that there's, there's the pastor 
but they don't even have a building. They have multiple homes that people yeah. have small groups. I think it's literally like six or less and or something to that effect. Right. And the pastor preaches, but they all stream into the these small groups and these small groups function as their own little churches. So they awesome. they raise their support. The support stays within that little group, you know, to meet the needs of the people, you know, people need help or food or whatever. Um, yeah. It stays there. But the pastor overall shepherds all of the groups through the through the home leaders. And, um, you know, they're all there's like they're all over the country. So um, I thought that was really interesting. So that's like basically that original model in a sense. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's cool. The church is adapting. The church has to adapt. Um, the, the numbers have shown for years, I think the Barna research group that the people are leaving the church in droves. So yeah, we have to adapt. We have to. And here's the, and here's the thing, bro. Great point. Uh, and here's the, the, the other part that we don't talk about a lot as, as being in the Christian world, people are leaving churches, but you know how also bro sideline for churches that go, you know what, we're not going to go online, you know, forget that it's just, it is what it is. They're either closing their doors indefinitely. Or the people that that are going, hey, we want to participate. We want to be a part of this crisis. In other words, we want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Mm. You know what these people are doing, bro? They're leaving those churches and going to the churches that are advancing it, advancing the gospel and reaching people through this pandemic right now. Yeah, That's what's going on, too. So it's not that they're leaving Christianity altogether or they're leaving church, period, and saying, okay, I'm out. But a lot of these people are going, hey, I'm going to find those leaders. I'm going to find people that are that are actually in the trenches right now that are actively doing what Jesus has called us to do. And that's to love our neighbor, no matter what's happening right. in the world. Beautiful. Like I said earlier, I think a few podcasts ago that the church community that I'm a part of, they're giving out the uh, families a thousand dollars a month to families that need help, you know, during the pandemic. So every month it's like five families. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Right. Leading the charge. Which is cool. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, all right, so I think that it the consensus is uh, we we want to make sure that we learn from everything that's going on right now and we're able to pivot uh, and reach out. I mean, ultimately, God's plan is to for us as disciples to reach out to as many people as we possibly can. And and that's one of the reasons why we have this outlet, right? We have listeners right. all over the country, and I think uh, we said that even outside of the country, we had some some listeners. Where where Josh? Uh, I think it was Ireland. Yeah, and uh, Ireland and that's awesome. What is what, what is that noise back there? One is that a new bird? I'm sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> is that a new? I got rid of my I got rid of my crow, and yeah. I got a, I got a I got a blue jay. <laughs> It was Ireland and some other country. I can't remember. All the, Mexico? The, yeah, Mexico. And then there was something else. So, yeah, that's the great thing. It's like we have to put this message out there on, on, in the, in the, on the airwaves, you know, where anybody can listen to. It's literally anybody that has a connection can listen to it. Yep. And even if we, if we can impact only one life, only one person yes. that we would have never met before, and they yes. say – Man, these guys are pretty cool. These guys are talking sports. They're talking life. They're talking this. And they're Jesus followers first and foremost. 
I can do this too, right? It doesn't have 100%. to be it doesn't have to be a boring mundane life. No, we have fun. We you know, we love, we have, you know, friends that love you know, that that we love, you know, we have family that we love and 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 first and foremost uh, God that we absolutely love and and live for. Uh uh so that's the hope. The hope is that somebody's listening out there that is kind of curious about what this whole God and Jesus thing is all about. And maybe maybe you've had a bad experience in the past. Right. Maybe uh, maybe you had friends that were uh, religious and, and they turned you off from it. Maybe your parents, maybe uh, an aunt and uncle. Uh, all we're saying is our God, my God is cool. My God likes to watch the Lakers and the Dodgers and, you know, and, and uh, yep. you, you know, and, and I think um, it's, it, it's in everybody's heart, right? God is, is always with us, right? It's, are, are you going to accept it? You know, are you going to live, are you going to live that righteous life or are you going to succumb to the other guy? Right. Are you going to, are you going to fall yeah. uh, and, and ignore God and go with your, with with whatever the other guy's tempting you with and speaking and speaking of that clemente if you just give me a couple a couple seconds here is that you know what you're mentioning right now is submission and, and obedience right and and I, I i believe that all three of us are not anti opening up obviously in the future when it's ready and but but you know the apostle paul did teach in in romans 13 you know he said let every person be subject to the governing authorities Right. For there is no authority except from God and those that exist have been instituted by God. And he continues and says, therefore, whoever resists the authorities, resist what God has appointed and those who resist will incur judgment. Now, I know that the church is not an institution of the state and churches, you know, I believe should follow the guidelines of their local authorities not only because it gains them a favorable reputation in the community as a church, right? They cares about people's well-being and also the municipality's general public. But also, also, here's the, my point, is, is because this is a biblical thing to do. That's why. And so as long as, you know, we educate, you know, the church about local, local churches reopening and giving them information and, and pull out a, a, a phase plan rollout, Man, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. But uh, right. ultimately, we got to we got to protect and we have to serve those that are vulnerable. Uh, you know why? Because right. there's people that have under underlying issues. There's people that have asthma, uh, children as well. You could think of the kids ministry, you know, all the kids that come in and my kids get sick at least once every other month, man. You know, uh, we tell them, don't bring the kids, you know, that are sick. But guess what? <laughs> we don't anyways. always listen. Yeah. We don't always listen. So I believe that we got to work with families, you know, in our churches to enable them to serve the vulnerable also among us, whether that's, again, a child with asthma or an elderly person who's isolated in a nursing home or any other family member with pre-existing conditions. I mean, that should I mean, that that should be our primary priorities of the church during this time. Hmm. Amen. Amen. All right. Any uh, any closing remarks, guys? This has been uh, very encouraging. I feel uh, that we kept it fun. We kept it light, talking NBA, talking sports. Uh, but the real deal, Holyfield, right? Our mission, our purpose 
right? Is where where does God fit into all this? You know, I'm not, I know God was right there with Michael Jordan and doing his thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, and and Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, is is uh yeah, is, man. Is, is, is is trying to challenge Jesus at a one on one game right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's no funny. challenge there, brother. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, God bless, guys. Thanks again for listening. Uh, you like what you hear? Please share it with your friends, your family members. Uh, we're on apple podcast we're on spotify really anywhere anywhere where you where you listen to a podcast you can download it it's free uh josh yeah, just search the source podcast and uh it's the logo there with uh it has a microphone in there and it says uh family business and leadership i believe there it is yep pastor juan closes out brother you got it. Hey, I, just real quick, uh, I just want to, if anybody's listening out there and they have a, a phenomenal church or a pastor that they love, hey, tell them to double down on, on the digital part of their church, man. Yeah, I can tell you, you know, we're reaching more people with the gospel of Jesus, and that's what it's all about. Uh, you know, not and, and while others are not returning to church, you know, let's not shame them. Let's not make them feel bad. I mean, you know, again, reopening means for every single family means whatever it means for them. And let's just respect one another. Let's love one another. Let's continue to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and again, every house, I believe every house, you know, can teach, can teach and preach, you know, uh, Jesus. We just got to open up our Bibles and continue to practice what, what we believe in. And right. so uh, that's right. Those are, those are my two cents. I love you guys. I can't wait to get back there physically because, Josh, I can't wait for your wife to hook me up with one of her famous smoothies, <laughs> <The> smoothies. brother. <laughs> and, and vegan smoothie. Vegan smoothie. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Clemente's drinking a Dunkin' Donuts uh, shot in the dark. <laughs> oh, no. Does it have milk? <laughs> oh, no. All right, guys. Love you guys. God All bless. Right. We'll talk soon. <laughs>